it's a real pleasure to speak to um, a legend uh, like yourself. Um, obviously, you're playing Jazz Tronica this weekend, yeah. Audrey. What can we expect from it? Yeah. Well, normally I'd say expect anything, though at this time you got to expect all the all the all the things that have been on my mind musically in the past um, couple of years or so, you know, and I'm gonna draw from years ago as well, you know. Or I'm gonna draw from from the history of Ariba. I wanted yeah. to ask you. You've worked with so many amazing artists over your career. Who was the most inspirational for you? Um, well, you know, I was, I was quite inspired by uh, Lee Perry. I was inspired by you, Roy. You know, because Perry, because more than anything else, the feeling you come away with from working with Lee Perry is that, you know, um, you know, any any ideas you have can work. You just need to pursue the idea in the right way and it could work, you know. Perry was a guy, he'd get ideas and then he'd take it to the next level, you know. He would, yeah, he would take things to the next level. And what do you think is the secret of a good collaboration? Mm, you need to vibrate on the same frequency. Once you vibrate on the same frequency, then yeah. Then, then <laughs> even if things don't fit straight away, you will, you will get it to fit. You will get it going. You know? But I you need to vibrate like, you know, there's a certain rhythmic frequency and you need to share that, share that with the person who you're collaborating with. How, how do you do that? Do you like to start off by sitting down and talking to people before you make any music? Oh, there's various ways you could sit and talk or you could just, I don't know, you just share... You could have a cup of tea. You could drink some brandy, drink some rum. You know? Yeah, yeah, there's so many, so many ways you could do it, you know? You could eat food, drink, whatever. <laughs> Does it ever happen for you that you don't get on the same vibe? Or do you always get there in the end? Oh yeah. No, 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 it happens. I mean I mean and then I mean you have enough abandoned projects along the way that <laughs> when you analyze the reason for some projects being abandoned, it's because you never got on to the same vibe. You know? So projects get abandoned. 
You with me? Yes, yeah, yeah. Why why do you think mm. music has had such a big impact on music? Um, worldwide, but particularly in the UK. Well, dub music largely is a music without a lead voice. So what it does, it gives uh, the listener a chance to to draw on on a template, you know, because the template is blank. It's like you give an artist a blank canvas and you say, right, paint what you want to paint. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the good thing about that music. In 2012, um, you released an album which was called uh, The Roots of Dubstep. What was the thinking behind that album, right. that name? Well, the thinking behind that album is where dubstep came from, because many places I was going around that time, and people say, what kind of music are you doing? And you say, dub. And then they'd say, dub? You mean dubstep? And I said, no, I mean dub. <laughs> and then I'd say, well, dub came before dubstep. And I have to explain to them that dub music was there before dubstep. So this album is about was about breaking down the thing between dub and dubstep, you know? And in in 2020, uh, you released an album which was called uh, 40 Years of Dub. How do you feel looking back on on those 40 years? (laughs) Well, I feel it's, it's been... It's been a recording of not just music, but a recording of social activity that we as a people, uh, as human beings, as black people, as Caribbean people, we, we made some moves and some things progressed and some things regressed. And um, like at the start of dub music, say in the mid seventies, black people were um, more expressive and more protested more about where the position that black people occupied in society and the fact that racism was in your face, you know? Mm. Now, uh, there are a lot of laws now against racism, but in some cases, you know, we're still 
living in a racist society, despite all the laws. You know? Yeah. So there's all these things we need to look at. Yeah. One, one thing I find very interesting about your work is, for me, it looks like you use your music, you use dub as a kind of social commentary on what's happening, that even though it's largely instrumental music. Yes. It, yes. Tell me about that. Um, well, yes, because, because like I said before, you have the landscape to paint what picture you want to paint on it. <laughs> and I choose to be painting uh, the, you know, the fact that a lot of things need to be said, but aren't being said. So we're using dub music to actually say it, because it's not it's not at all being said, you know, said in all, you know. I mean, it's like. The word and the situation, white privilege. People do not speak about white privilege. White privilege when it comes to music, when it comes to artists, yet it exists. But it's the, it's the elephant in the room. Yeah. Nobody want to talk about it. But it exists. So, you know, I could talk over that through the music. One recent song of yours um, is called Fake News Dub, um, which was released yeah. in uh, 2020. Tell me about that. Are you, did you get very disillusioned with what was happening with news coverage? Well, if you recall, um, news, news coverage related to the pandemic was really crazy. They were telling you things and then they were contradicting what they tell you. And, you know, I mean, it was going wrong, wrong and wrong the world, you know. I, I, I mean, it was all over the place to the point where some people think, oh, it's all fake. Yeah. I like the way that's that... Fake news, so was, yeah. I like the way this, the, yeah. that song ends with, I think, I think it's yourself saying you don't read the news anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And you have to really listen to the end to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's Obviously... Yeah. You've done some very famous collaborations with Massive Attack. Um, I was reading the other day that No Protection is one of the best-selling uh, dub albums of all time. Um, yes, yeah. And there was also the Mezzanine remix tapes, which finally came out in 2019. Do you know why that didn't yeah. happen at the time? No, record company... Since I guess they had other things they were working on, 
but you know, it was a missed opportunity. I mean, had it came out when it was supposed to come out, yeah, it would have been great, but it didn't. I don't know why, you know. You know, I don't have much to do with major labels, you know. They, they just did what they had to do. I delivered the tapes on, on time and then left it up to them. And is that one of your most creative relationships with Massive Attack? They, they know protection? Oh, they well, 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 both of both well, them, really, yeah. Well, I love the, the, the No Protection Protection album. I just loved it. I just thought the songs were great. The, the recordings were good. I think Mezzanine was a bit harder, more rocky, you know, whereas No Protection was more soul, soulful. Yeah, man. Very nice record. It's a lovely record, both of them, actually, both of them. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. I'm interested, do, do you prefer producing people or remixing them? <laughs> depends on the mood, depends on the mood. I mean, I've done... And the, I don't mind, like some days coffee, some days tea, some days cognac, some days wine, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't mind. It's all, it's all part of the whole chain, the whole recording setup. Yeah, man. It's okay. And what do you think is the job of a dub mix? What, should, what 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 does it do? The job of the well, a dub mix supposed to take you away from the original mix and create a different space, create a different um, vibration. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. And yeah, create create another language. Oh. And one last thing, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. You've been you've been making records for so many years. What what's mm -hmm. the secret of a good dub mix? <laughs> <clears throat> if you could play a dub mix more often than the original mix, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. As I say, it's a pleasure to speak to um, a legend, a legend like yourself. Um, I really hope you uh, enjoy Barcelona, and um, yes, I love it. It's one of my favorite cities. Ah, no, you've been a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd live there if I get a chance. Hey, you should. You should. <laughs>
You'll have to build me an Arriva studio there, and then I'll come see you. Okay, I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay.